Well, good morning, Psalm 121. If you have your Bibles open to Psalm number 121, and it's where we are this morning. Uh, I remember this weekend, obviously, with the 20-year anniversary, we were mindful of, of just different events. Uh, and, and I can remember uh, when, when 9-11 took place 20 years ago, and uh, all of us were glued to our TVs, and the world as we know it really changed. And uh, uh, but, but, but I tell you, what it was, was it was a wake-up to reality uh, that this world in which we live life is uncertain. Uh, uh, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. None of us are guaranteed tomorrow. We do go through difficult days. But I remember uh, uh, watching TV till late in the night that night. And I remember this uh, happened with me. The next morning, I got up early, and uh, I was in North Carolina at school. And uh, I got up really early and walked up to the campus because I'd like to walk and pray early in the morning. And I sat down on the chapel steps uh, in North Carolina. And uh, as I was praying... I watched the sunrise. And it was in that moment that God gave me a peace and recognizing that, man, we have an all-sufficient Savior that never changes. He never fails us. He's always good to us. And he is in control of all things. And this morning, I just want to talk to you today about an all-sufficient Savior because we do go through difficult times in life. And it might not be uh, uh, that, that there's a battle that's going on on the outside. Sometimes that battle is invisible. Sometimes that battle is unseen. Sometimes it's taking place raging in the hearts of individuals where we find ourselves in desperate situations along the way. <clears throat> I was reminded of a story uh, about a fellow who was walking and uh, on the edge of a cliff and he happened to fall off the edge of the cliff and as he fell down, he grabbed a hold of a vine and there he was dangling thousands of feet uh, above his own death. And uh, what in the world am I gonna do? And he began to cry out, help me, help me. And, uh, and then a voice came down, my son, I'll help you. And, uh, and, and he looked towards the heavens and he thought, my goodness. Uh, uh, he said, I, I need help. And, and, and the voice said, will you trust me? He said, yeah, I'll trust you, anything, anything. And the voice said, let go. And the man was hanging on with, for dear life. And he thought for a moment. And then he said, is there anybody else up there? <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes, that's how we are in the midst of our desperate situations. This morning, I know that we have a God who is good that has it under control today. But there are people that are in the midst of difficult days. There are people in the midst of desperate who are crying out. There are some that are there today, even in this place this morning, perhaps you're here. Maybe there's a young mother here that's just saying, somebody help me, because she's overwhelmed with just life and responsibilities and a husband's not there. Maybe this morning there's a husband that's here and, 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 and has lost his job and no money in the bank to pay the bills and his heart is just saying, somebody help me. Maybe there's somebody here this morning whose spouse has said, hey, I want out of this marriage and you're crying out with all of your heart, somebody help me. Maybe you're here this morning and maybe it's a, a young person, a teenager who goes home and their home life is hell on earth and mom and dad are always fussing and fighting and they're just crying out, somebody help me. Maybe this morning you might be here and it might be that you're a, a parent to a prodigal and your hearts are broken and you're saying, somebody help me. Maybe you're here this morning and it's death 
Maybe this morning someone close to you has died, or maybe this morning you're here, and you would say, somebody near and dear to my heart is struggling today, and somebody please help me. We find ourselves in these desperate moments, and oftentimes when we find ourselves in these desperate moments, we, we start, uh, our minds start playing games with us, and, and, and we start to believe this, these lies about this situation. I don't have anywhere to turn, and I don't have anybody to talk to. Those desperate moments can be the most lonely, lonely places on the planet, even, even when we gather with others. This morning, I'm just grateful that we do have a God. We do have a God that's an all-sufficient Savior. Psalm number 121 is where we are today. Psalm 121, and the Bible says this, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where shall my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. I am so thankful for an all-sufficient Savior, although we don't know exactly when this or who even penned this song. But we do know this, that it is a song of hope. That's very possible. In fact, there's been different suggestions made. It's possible that it was during the reign of King Hezekiah when the Assyrian army had, had them in their sights, getting ready to come and seize Jerusalem. And he didn't see any way out, but he began to look up and he lifted his eyes to the heavens from where my help comes, an all-sufficient Savior. This morning, just want to be reminded, maybe you're here today and you're in the midst of Whatever the situation is in your life, whatever the situation is in your world, we all go through them at one point or another. And we need reminders along the way. And this morning, it's just a reminder to you and to me that God is in control. And he gives us several things in these verses of scripture. Number one, he says, Jesus Christ, remember this, Jesus Christ is creator of the heavens and the earth and everything that is in them. Jesus Christ is our creator. And, uh, and that speaks to us. Verses one and two, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains from whence shall my help come. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And when you're talking about Jerusalem here, Jerusalem is a city unlike any other capital city, uh, or I should say unlike most capital cities in that it didn't have a highway, it didn't have a harbor, but what it was was a land of hills and valleys. And Jerusalem was located on a plateau and around the plateau would have been hills. And back in their reprobate days, in their days of apostasy, worshipers, worshipers of Baal would set up different altars around those hills. And it's as if the psalmist is looking out to the mountains and he's reminded and he says, hey, I lift up my eyes to the hills from where does my help come? And and it's as if he's saying, it doesn't come from those, but he lifts his eyes a little bit more heavenward. And he says, it comes from the one who made the mountains. He is our creator God. He created the heavens and the earth. 
Psalm number 19. The Bible says it like this. In Psalm chapter number 19 and in verse number one, the Bible says the heavens are telling of the glory of God and their expanse is declaring the work of his hands. And so what he's saying here in these verses of scripture is this. Hey, listen, his creation speaks to you. So the question would be, what is it saying? The creation, the one who created everything. You look at the heavens and the heavens are speaking. So if they're speaking, what are they saying? And so I would say, consider the sunshine. Consider the sunshine this morning. The sun has a diameter of 864,000 miles. Two billion, billion, billion tons of gas consumes 657 million tons of hydrogen per second has an internal temperature of 25 million degrees. And our galaxy, when you consider our galaxy, our galaxy has hundreds of millions of these stars. It's just one of hundreds of millions. And our God created all of that and didn't even sweat. (laughs) Didn't even sweat. He spoke, let there be light, and there was. Jeremiah says it like this in Jeremiah chapter 32 and verse number 17. Jeremiah says this, ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for you. You know what he's saying here? Why, why Why would the psalmist write and say, hey, consider the work of his hands? The reason why is he's saying, hey, listen, our savior is omnipotent. He spoke everything into existence. And sometimes when we are in the midst of a difficult situation, we don't see any way out. In fact, all we see is just this tidal wave if we're not careful. And we, and, and we begin to think there's no way out. And yet the psalmist is saying, hey, can I tell you something? There is nothing that our God can't do. There's nothing going on in your world. No matter how big it might seem, there's nothing that our God can't do. He is able, he's able, no matter what, he is able. I'm grateful to God this morning that he is the one who is able. It's not about looking to the mountains, but it's looking above the mountains to our help. When you're talking about our help and our hope today, I think sometimes what we do and where we struggle is this. Our struggles oftentimes come when we take our eyes off of our Savior. Our struggle is when our eyes are aiming too low and we're looking to the mountains and we're looking things that are created by man. We want a vaccine. We want a mask. We want our help to be in who governs us and not in our God. We misplace our trust My hope is in God. And you know what? When I think about uh, these verses of scripture and and, and when I think about where we are today, I just want to be reminded again uh, of this. When you're looking at the heavens and the heavens are, I would encourage you to stop. Stop sometime and go outside and say, speak to my heart, Lord. And you look at the heavens. And I'm not talking about worshiping stars, but we're talking about worshiping the one who made the stars, spoke them into existence But when you look at the vast expanse and when you start looking at the numbers and when you start trying to wrap your mind around it, you can't because he's too big. He's too big. And just remember, the heavens, the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. They do. And as magnificent as the heavens are, do you know that you are his joy and his masterpiece?
You are his joy and his masterpiece. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter number 12, verse number two, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. What was that joy? The saints of God. The saints of God. We are his joy. We are his masterpiece. Ephesians chapter two, verse number 10. For we are God's workmanship. Workmanship is a word that simply means we are his masterpiece. You're special. And God knows exactly what you need, exactly when you need it. And he is able. He's creator of the heavens and the earth. He's in control of all things. He is an omnipotent God. And I pray that we would remember that in the midst of our difficult days. Not only is he our creator God, but he's also our protector. He is our protector. The Bible says in verses number three through six, he will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day nor the moon by night night. And sometimes we go through treacherous terrain in this life. We live life in a broken world. We live life in a world where we walk through rocky places and our foot oftentimes gives way if we're not careful. What do you mean treacherous terrain? What do you mean by that? Well, here's, here's what I'm talking about. Have you ever heard it said like this? You ever heard they're just going through a rocky time? Their relationship. They're just going through a rocky time. Financially, we're just going through a, a rocky stretch here. Treacherous terrain, that's what we're talking about. I'm going through a rocky patch at work. I mean, when we're talking about living life in this world, this world is crazy. The world that we're living in, I would say we're living during some very rocky times today. Treacherous times. How do you navigate as a believer? I mean, I mean let's, let's talk this morning. How do you, how do you navigate days of, of COVID? Treacherous, divisive. How do you navigate it? Would we agree that it's difficult? Would we agree that, man, God help me to navigate as your child such that at the end of the day when I lay my head down at night, I can say I glorified you and what I did today. What I said today and my attitudes and in my actions, help me, God. We, we, we're living in ro rocky times. And he says, hey, I will keep your foot from slipping. I will keep, how does he take care of us? How does he do that? Well, he guides us along the way. I, I, he says, I, he, will, he will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. In other words, he's not gonna miss a beat and he's got his eye on you. He's not gonna allow your foot to slip. When I was reading this passage of scripture, I was reminded of the children of Israel in the Old Testament and the children of Israel when they were being uh, pursued by the Egyptians and they came up to the Red Sea and, and, and there they were faced with what, what we would say is, is, is an incredibly difficult situation. I got nowhere to go. I'm about to be destroyed. And it was there that God, God, parted the Red Sea such that their feet could walk on dry ground. He gave them a way. And the same God that gave them a way to walk in the midst of a difficult day 
is the same God today who will give us a sure-footed foundation upon which to stand. How does he do that? What does he do? Because we're not being pursued. There's not a sea in front of us. Oh, but we're still faced with difficult days. We're still faced with treacherous terrain. How does he do that? He does that by providing to you and by providing to me stepping stones in his word. Stepping stones, truths of God upon which I can stand and I can stand securely as I move forward. God, help us see the stepping stones along the way. The Bible says it like this, Psalm 119, verse number 105, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God, help me to walk on your stones during difficult days. I mean, that's what he calls us to do. Just be faithful, be obedient to him. A lot of times we struggle and a lot of times our feet slip because we've gotten off the path. A lot of times our our feet slip as a believer because I'm not standing and trusting on his truths. To love your enemies and to pray for those who persecute you and trust God with the rest of the details. God help us to forgive. How many times? Seven? (laughs) No, 70 times seven. That means just forgive. I I mean, where do you stop? How many times do we get off the beaten path and trust in ourselves rather than our God? Trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. Lean not on our own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. He, he guides us with his word. He guards us. He guards us along the way. In verse number five, the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. And it goes on from there. But just talking about how he guards us along the way. And it's interesting because when you're talking about him guarding us on our right hand, why does he say he guards us on our right hand? And he's, and, and, and he's really using some terms that, that we would say, you know, well, back in the day, there's soldiers and the soldiers would have two really weapons of warfare that they carried. And typically they would talk about the shield being carried in that left hand and the sword being carried in the right hand. So you're guarding yourself with your left hand, but your right hand, with your right hand, you're doing your fighting and you got a vulnerable side that's exposed. And he's saying that that vulnerable side that you have in life, I will guard you. Trust me with it. Trust me with it. And a lot of times what we do is we try to guard ourselves on every side. And he says, you be faithful doing and being what I call you to do and who I call you to be. And I got your back. I'll guard you on your vulnerable sides along the way. You know, I, I think about spiritual warfare and, uh, and, 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 and there's so much that we don't have a clue. There's so much that we don't see. And I don't know that we'll ever know the whole story. But, I, but I, wonder, I wonder how many times, I wonder how many times has my God intervened for me and has guarded me from unseen attempts. He's a good God. He's got my back. He's gonna guard me along the way. He guards us. <clears throat> you know, when I think about things that happen in life, so many times we are keeping score and 
keeping count and sometimes we feel like, man, where is God when you need him? When the fact of the matter is he's, he's working. I'm reminded of the story of Joseph when you're talking about a story of a guy that was walking with God. He was seeking the Lord and yet, and yet he found himself sold into slavery, abandoned by his own family. Talk about family dysfunction. He was sold into slavery by his own brothers and lied about. And he was taken and he was lied about to his boss and ended up in prison. But God was with him. God didn't forsake him. God was doing a work. And do you know that Joseph finally came around and he made this statement? Watch what he said. Genesis chapter 50 and verse number 20. As for you, he's having this confrontational moment with his brothers that sold him out years ago. Cost him dearly, cost him years of his life. And he has a moment with his brothers. <clears throat> As for you, you meant evil against me. But God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result to preserve many people alive. You know what he's saying? God has plans that are way bigger than my plans. His ways are not my ways. And there are things and there are times in life that we do not understand. But we don't have that perspective but it's in those moments that we just gotta trust God and keep our eyes fixed on him, understanding that he's taking care of me. <clears throat> he says, the sun will not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. You know, when you look at that verse of scripture, the sun shall not smite you, he's talking about harm you. And there's a difference between harm you and hurt you. Because sometimes in life we have pain. Sometimes in life, we get hurt, but it doesn't harm us. In fact, in the eternal perspective, God, again, is in control, and sometimes he permits things to happen in our life that hurts for the moment. I think about back in the day, several years ago, it was only a couple of years ago, I used to play ball in college a couple of years ago, and uh, I had a problem, I had, I had a lot of problems, but I had a problem with my hamstrings, they were always too tight. And, uh, and so every day I had to have an athletic trainer to stretch me because it hurt my back. And, and I don't know if you've ever had an athletic trainer stretch you before, but I promise you, <laughs> you better make sure your heart's right, because it hurts. But he's not trying to hurt me, he's helping me. And the same is true with our God. In fact, the psalmist said it like this in Psalm 119, verse 71. He said, it, it, it was good for me that I was afflicted. It was good for me that I went through difficulties, that I might learn of your statutes. God, he's not gonna leave you. He's not gonna forsake you. You may go through difficult days where, man, my heart hurts, but just trust him. He's doing a work. Trust him. God, help me. You know, when, you, when you're going through the midst of difficulties, I, I think there's two great, great, great lessons. And I don't know where you are this morning. You might be going through it right now. But there are two great lessons that you can learn. Number one is to know God on a more intimate level. To know God on a more intimate level. Paul was writing and he said, 
My grace is sufficient for you for my power is perfected in your weaknesses. Well, how do you know the supernatural power of God until you're weak? How do you know that his grace is sufficient till I'm at my wit's end and I can't hang on anymore? He says, I wanna teach you something about me. There's lessons to be learned that I might know God, that I might learn of his statutes. But then number two, in the midst of my difficulties, one of the great lessons that I can have is this. His light shines brightest in my darkest moments. It's amazing. I mean, people are looking for the real deal. And as long as everything in life is honky-dory, it's like, well, yeah, sure, anybody can be all, I love Jesus, yes, I do. But what about, but what about when the storm is raging and the day is dark? Can I still sing, I love you, Lord? And I lift my voice. God help us in the midst of difficulty. <clears throat> you know, sometimes in the midst of our desperate moments, we feel like maybe God's forgotten us. Have you ever been there? Just, you ever been there where you feel like God's just forgotten me or something? He's not hearing my prayers. This psalmist is saying, hey, don't ever forget. You ever heard the phrase, you ever heard this phrase used before? Out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> I mean, sometimes we struggle with that. Out of sight, out of mind. Forget it. But do you know that with God, you are never, ever out of his sight, nor are you ever off of his mind. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. He keeps his eyes on you. Is it because he wants to watch and see when I misstep so he can smack me? No, that's not, that's not our God. I mean, I mean, as a parent, as a parent, come on, parents, as a parent with your children, man, you want to keep your eye on your child. Why? Because, man, I love them with all my heart. I mean, our God loves us so much, he just can't keep his eyes off of us. <laughs> Aren't you thankful to have a God like that? He's just reminding us in the midst of difficulties, hey, he created the heavens and the earth. He is in control of all things, but he's also our protector. He keeps his eyes on us 24-7. Why? Because here's the deal, man. Whether it's in the daytime or the nighttime, whether it's seen or unseen, whether it's one season or another season, 24-7, he's taking care of me. Why? Because sometimes we get ambushed. Sometimes we get ambushed. You ever been ambushed before? Spiritually speaking? <laughs> uh, sometimes we get ambushed. Sometimes it's in the world. Sometimes it's in the church. Sometimes wherever it might be. Difficult days come into our life. And how do we respond in those moments? I heard a story about a, a grandmother named Granny Thompson. Granny Thompson lived in London during World War II. And it was during that time that... <clears throat> They were bombing London, and, 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 and they came in to, to look for damage that had been done to find survivors, and, and a group went to Granny's house, and they went in there, and, and they were like, man, where's Granny, where's Granny? And you know, they, they found Granny in bed asleep, and, uh, and, and, and they woke her up, Granny, Granny, don't you know what's going on? And she said, oh, yeah, I know what's going on, but God's word says that he'll neither sleep nor slumber, and I figure he'll stay up all night. I don't need to. <laughs> 
just resting and trusting and knowing that God is in control of all things. I don't always have to defend. He's got my back. He's got your back. You know, sometimes when we talk about these things, it's so interesting because sometimes we think, man, the enemy, and the enemy's on the outside. The enemy's those people that I come into contact with out there. But can I just be honest with you for a second this morning? Sometimes it's not the enemy that's out there. Sometimes it's the enemy that's in here. It's so interesting how God guards us along the way. He's not only our guard and our creator, he's also our preserver. He's our preserver, verses seven and eight. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. See, God is my protector from external conflict, but he's also my preserver from internal compromise. He's talking here in verses seven and eight, but specifically seven, he's talking about not the evil that comes and assaults me from the outside, but the evil of my flesh. He'll keep me from killing myself. When you're talking, Jeremiah 17, the Bible says it like this, Jeremiah chapter 17, verse number nine. The heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? Over in Romans chapter number seven, verse number 18. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For the willing is present in me, but doing of the good is not. Do you realize that without Jesus Christ, without Jesus Christ, if he were to turn you over to yourself, if he turned me over to myself, I would implode. It's not what the world does to me, but it's because of my flesh. It's because of my flesh. When you're talking about an enemy, the greatest enemy, the greatest enemy that I've got is not in this room. It's not on the outside. Uh, It's not outside of me. I would say the greatest enemy that I have is, 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 is right here is right here. And I'm grateful that he guards me. I'm grateful that he guards me along the way. The Bible says in Psalm 73, 21, Psalm 73, 21 through 26, says it like this. When my heart was embittered and I was pierced within, then I was senseless and ignorant. I was like a beast before you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You have taken hold of my right hand. With your counsel, you will guide me and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And beside you, I desire nothing on earth. My flesh and my heart might fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. I am so thankful that God is in control of all things this morning, I don't know where you are, but I would, I would encourage you. You know, Peter, I, I, I'm so, when, when you're reading through Scripture and different truths that are written in Scripture, Peter was one that used his testimony. He used his weaknesses. He used his struggles to encourage us along the way. And if you remember the story of Peter, there's so many moments in Peter's life that, that we really can identify with, although sometimes we look at him and we kind of laugh at him. But at the same time, if we'll just take a moment, I can see myself in Peter. 
And it was Peter, if you remember, Peter was the one that Jesus Christ came out to the disciples walking on water. And Peter said, man, if it's you, then let me come out there with you. (laughs) And Peter walked on the water. And then all of a sudden, Peter, the winds kicked up, the waves began to rage, and Peter began to sink. Peter in an instant said, help me. And immediately, Jesus Christ took him by the hand and lifted him up. And Peter's saying to you and to me in the midst of desperate situations, no matter what they are, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. All. No matter what you're going through, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Is there anybody that's heavy, weary, heavy laden? He says, come to me. Come to me and I'll give you rest. I don't know where you are this morning, but you might be here today and you would say, you know what? I've been carrying this load for a long time. (laughs) And I need to trust him. I need to trust him. I need to let go. I need to let go and trust God. And if that's where you are this morning, I would encourage you, let go. Hey, greatest problem, greatest problem you and I have is with sin. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of our sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And this morning, has there ever been a time when you recognized I have a problem. I'm in a desperate situation. I have sinned against God. I would encourage you to trust him with it. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you've never been saved, born again, I'm inviting you today to call on his name. Call on his name. We have a God that's good, the creator of the heavens and the earth. Trust him. Would you do me a favor and join me for prayer this morning? We're going to pray, and after we pray, we're going to sing a song. And after that song is over, I'm just inviting you. Maybe you're here this morning and you say, you know what, I've been struggling with whatever the struggles might be. And maybe this morning you'd say, hey, can somebody pray with me? We have people that will be right down here, down front, that will pray with you. Maybe this morning you're here and you would say, man, I've never been saved I've never been saved. I would invite you, call on the name of Jesus Christ. God loves you. Desires relationship with you. Call on his name today. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for this day. I thank you, God, for your goodness to us. And God, I am so thankful that you are seated on the throne, that you are in control of all things that we have, an all-sufficient Savior, such that no matter what we face, we know that you are able. God, we love you and we praise you. Have your way during this moment. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.